Behind the Bite podcast is part of a network of podcasts that are good for the world. Check out podcasts like the Full of Shift podcast, After the First Marriage podcast, and Eating Recovery Academy over at practiceofthepractice.com backslash network. Welcome to Behind the Bite podcast. This podcast is about the real life struggles women face with food, body image, and weight. We're here to help heal, inspire, and create better, healthier lives. Welcome. Well, hello, everyone. So I think that when we get stuck on our ways and close our minds to the possibility of new or different ways of doing things, then we stop growing. And the field and practice of psychology is really no different. Not everything works for everyone. So that being said, I'm excited to have a guest on today to discuss a very unique and innovative modality of treatment that she uses to help people who have eating disorders and body image issues. Sandy James is a lived experience clinician and researcher, a certified eating disorder recovery coach, and vocal advocate. She has recently presented a webinar looking at surf therapy and water-based approaches to healing for complex and co-occurring disorders. She's also run a pilot mindfulness-based circus arts program for young people struggling with mental health and is about to start a PhD program researching the experiences of eating disorder treatment, identifying, responding to, and addressing harm experienced throughout the treatment process. Sandy's a surfer, scuba diver, and enjoys everything outdoors and is passionate about working with people from a harm reduction and person-centered approach to help others find recovery. All right. Well, Sandy, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you here and learn all about what it is that you do. Um, so I know it's morning for you. It's very early compared to where I'm at, but um, so good morning and welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> so different approach to healing people and helping people. You use the uh, water and um so what just you tell me um what do you do because it's very different uh i am a psychologist by label um and i love anything in the water so part of what i'm trying to figure out is how to integrate and how to blend the two to help people so there's a lot of new kind of research at the moment, well, maybe not new, but looking at uh, the theory of blue mind and the impact of water on mental and physical well-being, quality of life, and it's like it's an emerging um, strategy, I guess, that moves outside of all that uh, protocol kind of driven stuff that I find is not overly effective all the time for all the people so we need to find different ways to work with people I think basically <laughs> so yeah I surf I scuba dive I go kayaking uh, also I live in a place where there's like a forest out there but at the back of my house um so i took uh took someone walking down there the other day and 
there's ticks, so I'm not going there again. But it was fun. <laughs> you have to learn somehow, right? Yeah. yeah, completely. Okay, nice. So is that where you've always lived or is this new? No, this is new. Um, I've been here. I've been in this part of Australia for about 14 months, so just over a year. Um, before that, I lived in Borneo which was incredible um so real proper jungle um scuba diving warm water incredible incredible place to go um and I also lived in Thailand for a little while but so I've been back in Australia for since July 22 so just over a year yeah COVID did a serve on everyone and uh, some I think uh, like some of us were differently impacted by that so having to come back I'm about to start my PhD which is very exciting as well um, looking at basically looking at treatment trauma so all of the things that I'm doing kind of work together so how is what we're doing harming people and how can we make it better and then like kind of at the other end of the spectrum is like let's just get people in the water so so um you said you're you've been helping people you said you're psychologist so were you doing traditional therapy for years and then because of what you do like scuba diving surfing all of this like was there like an interest in kind of switching modalities and and then there was you said there's research in this that it's actually helpful. So I'm kind of curious, like how did how did this come about that you started to do something a little bit different? <laughs> I'm um, I've always been a little bit outside the box. I'm not one to fit neatly into it into anything really. Um, I got into psychology. I worked with. Uh, so my history, like I have lived experience of substance use disorder, of an eating disorder, uh, trauma. And I worked with young people who had behavioural problems in the school. So I was a teacher and got offered a scholarship to study psychology to move more into that area. And then what I thought it was and what it actually was did not align at all um so the ed educational psych stuff is just like test people label them and move them on and I can't do that um so I got out of that and then like I've always been athletic and I think when I found recovery my first glimpse of recovery was through mountain bike riding um with a community of people that didn't identify as recovering or recovered or anything like that, like just kind of regular people that went out and did crazy shit on a mountain bike in the desert and then come back, have coffee, have cake, talk, and go on with your day. So, yeah always been a little bit looking for different things I've done circus programs with young people to increase 
school engagement. And then when I've been Borneo, I found scuba diving and was I like recognized the impact of that on my mental health. So I started researching like, is there evidence for this? What is going on? And how can I bring that into other people's lives as well? So um, that's a long winded way of saying, no, I never really practice in a mainstream kind of way. And this is an addition to the other things that I've done before. Now that I live here, scuba diving is too expensive and the water's too cold. So surfing is like the next best thing, right? So um, interesting. You've had the lived experiences yourself. So um, what, I mean, you said the, the mountain biking helped you. So did you actually try the traditional therapy route first or what happened there? Uh, yeah, um, my first stint in treatment for substance use disorder was when I was like about 19. Um, hardcore, abstinence-based, can't do anything else except for read this literature, can't talk to anyone else except for people that are going to a meeting or something like that. Um, that didn't was not effective for me um I am more from a harm reduction and person-centered approach so making people do things without um getting them on board I guess is not helpful so the way I work these days is if I think something a lot like I would never unless I absolutely have to right like if there's risk big risk um, but I won't do anything without consulting with my with my people and if they're not okay with what I'm proposing then we'll talk about it like how can we make how can we like how can we make this task possible for you so like you know increasing um, nutritional intake for example it's like don't go from zero to 100 let's work together and figure out how we can get there rather than fighting against each other and that's sort of where the water stuff comes in like um I had someone who I had intended to take surfing and the physical goals were not reached so that then became unsafe so what we did instead was sit in a kayak so there's still the water there's still that engagement with life and not punishing them for not like achieving the goal or whatever but providing an alternative that is still pretty spectacular to do so like as you're talking i've got thinking so do you do are you holding like i guess quote-unquote sessions with people out in the water or is that what is it that people are doing when they're say like surfing or in a kayak with you out in the water yeah, the session the sessions are out there. So um, some of the focus is on building mastery. Like so if you're in the surf, it's about building mastery. It's about like falling down, laughing, getting back up. Like it's not the end of the world if you can't do it today, we try again tomorrow, like those kind of things. We also talk a lot about flow, um, 
mindfulness. So, yeah, we've I've read I I've been part of we did a circus skills program in a school in Malaysia and it was mindfulness based circus skills intervention for um, depression and anxiety essentially and that outlined some of the steps that we went through and what what was happening with the surf is like taking that and just using a different um, medium I guess so it's about building mastery it's about asking for help it's about recognizing limitations it's about um, being aware of your body like when you're surfing you have to know where your feet are you have to know where your head is you have to know where your eyes are you have to know like whether your legs are straight or bent like all of those little things that we don't tend to pay attention to and so yeah I do sessions in the wild um when we went kayaking the other day it was um we were talking about the sounds and the sights and the smells and the body feelings like um just talking through that as we paddle up the creek <laughs> so it was fun see how that would actually be really interesting for someone who's got the body dysmorphia or eating disorder um you know the yeah. the body awareness and maybe i don't know you can speak to that like that must be uncomfortable for some people initially 100 percent, it's uncomfortable and it's differently uncomfortable than like it's work that needs to be done at some point and it's never going to be comfortable until we do it so how can it be less uncomfortable like you don't I don't want to do this work with someone like where it's hyper intense you're seeing in an office kind of across from them and imagining this stuff that's like okay let's get your body out doing something and talk about it through that medium like what can you notice about the temperature of the water you know like just things like that what can you hear how is the breeze hitting your skin stuff like that that can bring it kind of less confronting and it's a gentler softer way into doing that really hard work yeah it's really nice <laughs> oh I, you know because I've had people on here talking about like yoga which is often a part of treatment too just to try to get people mindful and in touch with their body and um mm. it sounds very kind of on the similar mindset yeah. of, uh, of that um but I'm actually curious too is there are, are there people you won't bring out there? Like I'm just imagining somebody who's extremely restrictive or maybe doesn't have enough fuel or nutrition. Completely, yeah. The kayaking was the option for that because it, like just sitting really, there was no strenuous activity. So yeah, also knowing, like knowing that person and knowing that, they're walking every day and they're doing all these other things. Kayaking is going to be a lower level risk than what they would normally be doing in a day. So, like, yeah, that it's it's risky. I, I, that and that was why we didn't go surfing. I'm like, you know, I am not going to take you in the ocean uh, probably for like six months. We're not going to be ready. But 
giving them an alternative keeps that hope alive that it might be possible as well. You know, like if I do all these things, can I go surfing? Yeah, and in the meantime, I'm not going to say you can't do kayaking, for example, which was equally fun. Yeah. Like I yoga, I couldn't when I – I can't do, I, I probably can, I can't, it's not the right word. I choose not to do yoga. Um, it's a little bit um, quiet for me. And like it's that I find yoga kind of intense as well. Whereas like sitting in a kayak in a river with birds screaming at you and stuff is like it gives the brain other things to kind of hold on to as well, not just like what's going on in my body, blah, 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 you know, because I don't like that either. <laughs> like you said, it's a different, it's different. Um, and I'm it's not better or worse, it's different. So I, and I think we need to offer different things because people's brains respond differently and work differently, right? Yeah. Well, I'm wondering too, you said there's, been some research done on this and I'm, for people that don't know I don't know any of the research done so um, what is out there actually there's an organization called the International Surf Therapy Association oh, yeah. um, so ISCA they've got um, a fairly significant reference list in their website um, there are surf therapy schools pretty much all around the world, um, but there's a lot of work going into looking at the flow state um, that you get into, and I think that that's accessible through other methods as well, right? Like people get into that state writing or doing artwork or whatever. Um, so it depends on the medium that's good, but there's – like there's currently a big thing out there talking about blue mind because with all those different, it's just like a catch line, right? It's like blue, water, water's good, right? Whereas like you've also got the nature therapy kind of the evidence building for that and people that do forest bathing, I think that's what it's called. Like not my gig because there's creatures out there that I I'm a little bit nervous about um but yeah like people just lie down in the forest and soak in the trees I don't know exactly but so it's like similar to that but talking about water and talking about the way when you're in the water you have to be really aware of like your breath so if you're scuba diving if you have if you're like anxious breath, it's like shallow, right? So you have half a lung of oxygen. If you're scuba diving, you have to be aware of that and the breath because if you keep half a lung full of oxygen, you uh, become a floater rather than a diver. So knowing what your body is doing is really important. And I think that that's where some of the key comes. But I don't know. Do you live near the water? I mean, it's a, not a far drive, but... Don't go often. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I used to live near the water in my 20s, and so I feel kind of locked in inland now, but I do love the water, so... 
but yeah like think I I get people to think about so like a time when you were far away from the water and then a time when you were like beside the water at the beach and noticing the difference in like even that memory and how how the like the the difference in how that feels for you when you think about I don't know being in New York City versus being at a I don't even know where you live but being at a beach outside of Boston right like they're the two most recent places that I went to um and even like in when we were in New York thinking like we were beside the water because we went to see that statue but it's not the same like it was it was cool and nice and stuff but you know take me to the beach where waves crash and yeah yeah, it's very different. Absolutely. <laughs> There's something very calming about the water for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. Yeah. So probably people listening can, they're probably relating to that for sure. It's just, just something different. People I say like, you like the beach, the mountains, the, this and that. There's very different feel. Yeah. I think even people that don't particularly like the beach, more it's the sound like and the sight. You don't have to get in it either I can't not get in it because that's where I belong <laughs> if I could work out a way to live in there that would be my preference but apparently we can't do that but you it sounds like you worked out a way to work in it and mm-hmm. that actually brings up to mind like um so what if a therapist or psychologist can be working you know with people wants to do this but do you feel like they need to have certain certifications or qualifications to bring somebody out to surf or kayak or you know in terms of you know somebody has you know some kind of accident out there they need to be able to like save them like kind of thing I'm just thinking of like yeah or people right um yeah I I'm um like I've got all the certs um, like I'm a rescue diver, dive master, so I have all of that level. And yeah, thanks for bringing that up because it's really essential. Like, if you're going in the surf, if you don't have the necessary skills, then make sure someone else is there, like a surf coach or something like that. Kayaking, yeah, probably same. You have to be able to save someone if they, or at least try. So basic first aid and. But I think also like having skills, like you can't just take someone out kayaking and hope that it works. Like it's actually guided. It's not just like it's, it's, there's intention behind it. It's not like I'm not just taking someone out in a boat. <laughs> Although that would be nice as well, right? <laughs> well, that's what I'm actually wondering. So for you, did you get any training or was this something that you kind of created that you found? Like, oh, I've done this kind of thing or we've kind of gone through these kind of similar protocols with each person that's worked or how did you kind of start this and then continued on with people? Yeah, I I started initially looking at nature therapy and then also thinking about um, sort of some of the psychedelic-assisted therapy methods and how that's approached and bringing in some of those so like you know that preparation so setting the intention what are we doing what's the goal what's what are we looking at today 
and then processing it afterwards. So I'm still working on it, but there is some incredible, like that, in, some incredible research going on out there. So in Australia, we have waves of wellness. Um, there's one in, there's a couple in the UK. There's surf therapy schools being set up across the world. The scuba diving is something that I'm trying to work on because it tends to be more scary for people. Well, you know, you're in ping ponging with so many things. I'm even thinking, you know, like here in the States, and I don't know if it is in Australia, but even to think like taking, uh, you know, somebody out in a walk in the park where it's public and like confidentiality things, and there you are out in the ocean. And I don't know if those things are considerations or those things kind of come up or. Yeah, I always have those conversations first. Mm-hmm. Like it's never. I don't wear a label that says like I'm a therapist. Usually there'll be something that says um, like surf coach, for example. So all the all the confidentiality stuff, all the conversations I had before, if we see someone you know, how will we approach that? If this happens, how will we approach that? Do you want to lead or do you want me to lead? Like just all of those kind of regular conversations. Sign. Go protect my ass as well. Yeah. And then if they, like, if they take photographs and stuff, like, then that's nothing to do with me. So um, they might post it on social media as being a day trip or a holiday or whatever. That's on them. Yeah. It's, um, it's new and therefore difficult at times to navigate and work out what needs to happen I just I guess I try and cover as many bases as possible and also knowing that people are going to not be happy with certain aspects because I am doing it differently Um, and that always rocks the boat right so yeah interesting facets right and just curious Mm -hmm. have you received any criticisms or like negative feedback no there's people have been there has been some concern and that's where you know like with the medical stability so Mm -hmm. getting need requiring um medical medical it's not approval approval is not the right word you know like the doctor says yeah you can do this or no you can't Mm -hmm. yeah that's the word thank you um the criticism has not been direct it's been more uh, passive and difficult to navigate and I'm okay with that as well like I think my PhD research is also part of that so, yeah, we'll see. See how it goes. So I'm <laughs> wondering, you know, I'm just imagining. I have like patients who, when it, uh, you know, it comes summertime, and the thought of like even wearing a tank top, it, like they really have problems. And I'm imagining somebody going out there in a swimsuit or even a wetsuit, and like them just really struggling with that and being seen and. I'm just wondering what comes up for people because I can't even imagine. Everything comes up and it's not like 
don't yeah it's not just like zero to a hundred right so if, if someone is interested in doing it and they're not comfortable then how can we how can we navigate that space right so wearing a t-shirt wearing whatever so let's work towards the goal and also knowing like I've got board shorts and a shirt like usually a singlet but like I'm not wearing a bikini because I find them to be not as functional for me I like my shorts and you know and that's okay so it's it's sort of about normalizing let's wear what's comfortable and we'll move towards like if your goal is to wear a bikini then let's have that as the goal but we need to take steps to get there it's fun though because watching like I don't know pushing people pushing walking beside people as they challenge their limitations and their boundaries is just so inspiring and mind-blowing like people walk out on the beach with shorts on when they've not worn shorts for like 20 years or something it's just it's super cool yeah that would be very healing and very um yeah just healing and just transformative just feeling comfortable in their bodies and yeah yeah, I could just see that that's just really impactful because that's something you just can't do in the office right yeah and I'm also like I'm pretty loud and um if they need like if they don't want to stand out then generally um I can take that role pretty easily got blue hair I've got like yeah I wear my board shorts and so trying to also role model right like it's okay you can be loud and a dick can get attention and my people walk away and it doesn't matter anymore yeah it's awesome so once you go out there and you know either surfing kayaking do you come back and kind of debrief and process or how does that work it depends um sometimes sometimes it'll happen at the end of the experiential thing sometimes not sometimes it'll come back to the next session um sometimes i'll give a like a journal prompt for writing like this is what i want you to think about between now and when we talk again um just it depends really take some time for the experience to filter in i think a lot of the time as well so giving a little bit of space allows for some of that internal processing before trying to externally process it. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah, I would imagine it would take some time to do that. So probably mm. something is a good idea. Yeah, journaling, sitting, writing, talking. And there's a lot of laughter. So it's always fun. Always. It's always fun, <laughs> which I like because that fills my cup as well, right? We talk about that enough, like having humor, um, how the importance of that. Um, this can be heavy stuff. And, you know, just being able to, to have some levity and to, yeah, to laugh. I, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of times, even I find people come in and they, oh, I don't have any problems today. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. the idea that like you always have to go in to a session and like just talk about what's wrong, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about what you've done incredibly amazing this week. I, I, yeah, I think, I don't know, humor is essential. Like if you can't laugh, 
I don't know, what do you recover? Like for me, what am I recovering for if there's not joy and experience at the other end? Like that makes sense, right? Right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right? I think so. Um, that's kind of a marker that things are getting better if people are able to laugh and smile and you see that joy coming out too. Yeah. And laugh at laugh at the stuff that the mind says, right? So having the courage to be able to vocalize what's going on in your head without that fear of like am I gonna put me in the hospital, right? It's like just let's talk about it and normalize it. And like my brain comes up with some really bizarre thoughts sometimes and it's also kind of fun to watch it and notice like what is what are you talking about what are you talking about today like when my brain does tangents yeah well and I think that's true a lot of eating disorder or ed, ed thoughts are when you really think about them they're really quite outrageous and they can be kind of funny when you really sit back and think about like why am I thinking that <laughs> yeah 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 like you you can't have um I don't know like this the bread rule right you can't have any more than this particular and that's like what is, what is that how does that even make any sense but when it's in your when it's in your head it's like no 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 that like 100% that makes sense like really yeah that's great. It makes so much sense in the moment, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Until you step back and go, like, and I guess that's where the humor comes in. Mm -hmm. Like, if you laugh at it, it loses a lot of power. And I think that's the beauty, too, of going in to see someone like yourself and just being able to vocalize those things that are in your mind. You know, you think they're so important and they're real and when you kind of say them out loud and someone else hears them. Wait a minute. I'm a bad person today because the scale went up point two. you know? Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Yeah. What does that really mean? Or, you know, like these things that like really when you verbalize them and think about this, like, wait a minute, what am I saying? Why is this all consuming? How is this like making my life so awful and miserable, mm. right? And, you know, for yeah. listening, it's like, you really think about some of the things you say to yourself and believe and like, that's a lot of power. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I had someone the other day message me after getting on the scale and it had flipped the day and I'm like, okay, so tell me the difference in you and your day between five minutes ago and now. And there's nothing except for this random mechanical thing that she stepped on as she went through. So yeah, she was able to, because she couldn't see that until I asked the question, right? And I think that that's where, like, hang on, stop and let's talk about it a bit. Like nothing has changed between then and now except for you stood on that thing. And then your day is wrecked. I'm like, how does that even make sense? I'm like you're gonna <laughs> She moved past it. Everyone's like, Oh my gosh, you look so different. Like what happens? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like I'll say to people, like, you know, that's probably less than a shit ways. So let's do it again later after you've had a body 
motion, right? Whatever that's called. So yeah, always kind of trying to bring in a little bit of lightness because the topics we talk about are crazy hard and really heavy. So yeah. Well, I, and I think that what you're doing is great. You're really bringing some, it sounds like enjoyable, like movement and activity to people's lives. Um, just even sitting, you know, in a session and talking at length, you know, like you said, it doesn't work for everybody. So really trying to figure out different modalities and things that can shift people and move people and get people to open up and shift and change. And so um, you know, I really appreciate you bringing this here and talking about it because even for myself, like I said, I didn't know there was even research being done or like that this was a thing. So, um, yeah, I think we need to open our minds and know like, hey, there are different practitioners out there doing different things and if something's not working for you, like, like shift gears. Ask. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I do, I, also, I do in office sessions as well, obviously, like. I just like not every session is done in the water like there's like it's it's sort of more nuanced I guess than it than I make it sound a lot of the time but I think just getting the word out that there are different approaches to health and well-being and we need to work together to like help people find what works for them instead of trying to keep people yeah so, I mean, if, you know, obviously we're, I'm in the States, but you're in Australia. So, I mean, if somebody's listening and we do have listeners in Australia and they, they want to work with you, they want to find you, or if other professionals listening want to know more about the research you're doing or the research that is out there, maybe bring it to the States. Like, how can they get in touch with you, um, find you? Um, my website may or may not be working at the moment. I'm trying to get it. Something's happened to it, but. It's um, www.sandyjames.com.au. Um, I'm also on Instagram, um, Sandy in the World. It's just got my name usually. They're all public websites. Um, they're the main ways. Or just Google my name and Sunshine Coast and I'll probably come up. <laughs> well, I will have links to all that as well. So if people want to find you, hopefully. By the time this awesome. airs, your website will be up and functional. So oh, I hope so. It's been like a week, but yeah, okay. yeah. Reach out because I'm I'm also planning to come to the states for a bit um, next year again. I was there for the conference in Washington DC last in June, I think it was. So working on abstracts and stuff for next year. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, hopefully my plans great so you are definitely the traveler that's exciting (laughs) (laughs) sitting still yeah no (laughs) don't do that final words before we end sandy no not really just reach out if you have any questions i'm really accessible um some people tell me i'm scary but i disagree (laughs) (laughs) i think honest I think scary is a different word for honest in some vocabulary. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again so much. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. It was awesome to chat. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. 
It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guest are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.